Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Magical Fury. We're going to be doing a one-shot of this. We're going to be playing... Um, last time we played, we didn't play it exactly as written. We took some liberties and stuff with, uh, with it. So we're going to try and adhere closer to the rules. It won't be too different to the way we played it. But, uh, it is more scene-based, uh, than, uh, than what we did last time. Uh, so, uh, let's kick things off with some introductions. So, I'm Ellery, I'm, uh, playing, uh, we only know about my mundane character at this point, uh, his name is Joey. Uh, Joey! Uh, uh, being a girl means to him getting hung up on all the little details. Uh, wow. What is he afraid of? Cats! Deathly afraid of cats. Maybe trains, possibly trains. No, just cats. Um, and what is your wish to be an astronaut? Nice. Over to you. Hey, Joey! Uh, I'm Caitlin. I will be playing Megan Kasiga. Uh What does being a girl mean to you? Bearing the troubles of others. Uh, what are you afraid of? Loneliness. And uh, my wish is to be stronger. Most generic, random generation hmm. ever. Cats. Go with it. Go <laughs> Cats. Yeah. Loneliness. <laughs> stronger. <laughs> astronaut. Stronger <laughs> astronaut. And who do we have here? Hi, I'm Sophie, and my character's name is Nagisa Midorikawa. She, what being a girl means to her is living up to her mother's legacy, whatever that may be. Uh, what are you afraid of? What is she afraid of, sorry? Bugs. Cats, bugs, and loneliness. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh my. Um... What is your what is her wish for her friend Martin to be alive again? Mm. And what do your friends call you? Uh Nagi? Nagisa? Naga. Nagisa. Some bullies call me Naga. I don't mind. I like snakes. Brilliant. So Interesting. I'm just trying to think about what I want to do for the challenge because I meant to create that from combining one of your fears with one of the other girl's wishes. It's meant to be a corruption of your wish. Uh, so... Yeah, it's okay. It's a necromancer cat person. Um. <laughs> or is it just a really buff astronaut? <laughs> 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 he falls from space. Well, it's space travel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, starting the game. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys a few things about our world. I'd love to hear it. Uh, so, you live in a city, I believe. Um, and you guys can add details to this as you wish. 
uh, but you live in a city, and one of the one of the things that is that is beautiful about your city, and one of the things you all love, uh, is the uh, many wonderful clothing boutiques. Grown. I'm interested to see why that is a beautiful thing to Joey, but men can like clothes. Well, he just said groan in response to it. So I figured... um, However, your city also has a lot of decrepit buildings um, and unfinished buildings. Uh, As to why that is, I will let you guys to decide on that. You can... Does anyone have a suggestion as to why there's a lot of these empty buildings? That's because people are too busy colonising Mars. People are too busy colonising Mars? Are we locking that in? (laughs) I was joking. Look, I mean, that's on mode for anime. I mean, you know, why not? They've just they've done left, left out. All right, people are too busy colonizing Mars. Too busy. Too busy to care. Who needs Earth anymore? Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Um, they've also, you know, so recently we just changed to Mars colony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wants to play the savior? Uh, who wants to play government? Um, okay. Uh, and lastly, um, oh, you know what? I'm going to leave that for now and it will come up soon. So how do the three of you know each other? What connects you? Uh, can I ask approximately what age uh, you both were aiming for? I was just about to ask the same thing. Could roll 3d6 to determine age. Um, well, I have a bit of an idea, but, um, uh, just want to send out... I, I was thinking kind of, um, like, early 20s or late teenager, so kind of tertiary-esque. You know, yeah. Riverdale-aged. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Well, we don't all have to be sent the same. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Early 20s. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, perhaps a, a, a hobby group or through an a educational institution uh, itself. Maybe you all go to the, um, to the Space Explorer Cadet School. <laughs> like in... I feel like that's... that's like... Appropriate for me. How did you feel about that? <laughs> like the school in Voltron. Yeah. That is in like one episode. My, I, I feel like I'd be. What is your mother's legacy? Could be answered yeah. <laughs> with that. My mother uh, is uh, one of the top-ranking people. Mm. What if your mother was the first woman on Mars? Um, well... Sorry. <laughs> we could continue with that. Or alternatively, what about if the rest of the world is space crazy and we all attend some uh, very fancy finishing school um, for social elite uh, people and Joey hates it. <laughs> want to go to space! <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. Really like <laughs> so you're at some finishing school. Yeah, all got blazers. Yeah. And... I'm sorry about 
my speaker <laughs> You all look like characters from Code Geass. I have, I have blue I'm hair. okay with it. <laughs> 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 my random generation. I'm a... <laughs> oh, pretty. Yeah. Sophie's like, I could have blue Has your hair going to become... Has your hair going to become more fantastic when you transform? Oh, well, there is a second evolution of this hair, which is bigger. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It gets longer. Hair yeah, you can evolve clothing hair. items in that yeah, game. I, want, I, want it. I evolved a dress so that it had deer on it earlier. Uh, I wow. want it. Yeah. Did you evolve into... Uh, this, this game is not sponsored by Love Nikki. <laughs> no, I mean, if they wanted me to sponsor it, I could do, like, I'd be open to it. By all means, it's product placement I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Digimon became all about the cosmetic items. <laughs> uh, wonderful. So, you are all going to this finishing school together. Is this, uh, is this a boarding school? I think it probably yeah. has some borders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you all boarders? Yeah. Unisex dorms? Yeah. Uh, or sex segregated dorms? Sex segregated dorms. How many sexes are there recognised in this nation? Look, in, on paper, <laughs> uh, non binary is accepted, but in actual. They don't get their own dorm. Yeah. They have to choose. Yeah. Wow, it sucks. Uh, because they, have, they because... have two dorm rooms for when they are feeling one way or the other. Ah, oh. nice. All right. That'd be good. Ca- all right. Look, that's very. Or perhaps the, that's very perhaps, accepting, and not at all the way that they this are. Finishing school has a school board male, yeah. female, and then just in the middle. Mm. Yeah. Look, yeah, it's better than male, female, and misc. Yeah, misc. <laughs> male, female, and non-conforming. Yeah. I actually feel like there's uh, there's probably a lot more female students, mm. and that all of the non-conforming students get ah, so it's female, so it's female, female and other. Yeah, female and other. I male get, is the miss. I can get behind female and other. Um, brilliant. Okay, I had to let in the others because there was talk of their school being sexist mm-hmm. for only allowing women uh, so uh, what are you guys normally doing at about lunch time having lunch <laughs> brilliant <laughs> when, do you guys have lunch together is it like a big canteen kind of thing for um, example my brother's Yes, my brother's boarding school had a large dining room. Not like a canteen at all. Uh, but yes. I mean... Very fancy. There's like five sets of cutlery. It's too many. <laughs> I'd like to say that I would... Uh, considering the loss of uh, a dear friend of mine recently, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would confine myself to a solitary... Area. So, Joey and Megan, they're they're in the place having dinner, uh, having lunch, and you can see um, Nagasa off uh, at the end of one table, brooding and eating food silent. I feel like Megan would go and sit near Nagasa. 
Lisa because she personally is afraid of loneliness. So mm. she wants to bear the troubles of others. Sure. So she's gotta she's gonna go and see if she can help. And uh, Joey's gonna sheep along with uh, <laughs> with Megan because <laughs> he doesn't like being you know left behind <laughs> eating himself. <laughs> uh, sure. We walk in with our plates. Yeah, so these two sit down with you. Hi. Hey. So, that was a crazy class this morning. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I don't know what you do when you finish this. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew there were so many ways to sip tea. <laughs> Embroidery is really... Yeah. I just can't get this fan technique right. <laughs> what am I doing? Hey, look, fan flirting is very. I'm a little important. bit confused about what, like, <laughs> what type, like, what the theme of this finishing school is. Like, is it the class? It's to teach you to be proper ladies and, and, and lords. Uh, so it's etiquette and yeah. manners, yeah. essentially. And and mostly about being uh, uh, eligible, uh, marriageable. Mm. Uh, it's probably like finance classes as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. How I, to manage a, a household. household. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I guess it was great. Um. Fencing electives. <laughs> Not really the thing I'm. I'm not really. Wasn't really into it today. Are you normally into? What has something happened? Uh. Stuff. My friend. Stuff happened. Do you feel like yes. Martin was like also our friend? Like, um, who is he in this story? I'd say that's not my character. That's yeah, metagame comment. Just, yeah. I'd say Martin was a, a student here. Uh, was he a friend to all? He he was quite friendly to everyone. Like was he school captain. She was her senpai. <laughs> um. So we'd know that you'd know you're standing up. Some sort of space accident. Let's just say that. Space accident. (laughs) In space. Joey. Yeah. (laughs) Joey doesn't believe him. Space is so dangerous. How come everybody wants to go there? He was, uh, he, uh, so, uh, what's. Come, coming to my head, uh, Martin was a like top student. Like uh, he um, had a best a, a grade etiquette, and he was also in the space program. Joey <gasps> killed him to get his position. <laughs> Clearly, you just killed him for his scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was always super jealous of Martin. Keep um, what you kill. Uh, but it wasn't me, I swear. Becomes uh, a mystery show. As you guys are sitting here, you notice that there is, uh, as the bell rings, telling you that the lunch 
uh, break is over, it's time to return to classes. You notice that there is a trio of cats in the window um, watching you. <laughs> I hope that was super dramatic on uh, audio. Hmm. A trio of cats staring in the window at you all eating. As you walk to class, you oh, see yeah. more cats about the grounds watching you. I'm gonna open one of the windows and just like. Don't do that! I had fish for lunch and I couldn't finish it, so I'm just gonna be like. As you go to open one of the doors, a teacher, a teacher who you all kind of think is a bit, you know, too uptight. Uh, like all of them. You know, <laughs> Nagisa, what are you doing? We don't feed strays here at the academy. Well, I wasn't about to waste the food that I couldn't eat. Yes, that's why we put it into the food reprocessing unit to be then delivered to those less fortunate than ourselves. But we don't give it away to stray animals. I mean... They're starving. They're clearly hungry looking in. If they're starving, they could go hunt. And he slams the window shut. And he says, now all of you off to class. Look, I'm I'm on board with his position on cats. He seems (laughs) very, like, he's not normally this over the top. It's like the cats have put him on edge. Do you think something's a bit weird with... How is that acting? No, it's completely not. Look, everybody hates cats. Yeah, it's normal. I love cats. I don't hate cats. Hate loneliness. <laughs> not cats. You know, if the cats stave off the loneliness, then that's... Mm. Crazy cat lady in the making here. Cats can be exchanged for goods and service. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Don't you think that was a bit of an overreaction, though? Yeah. He could have just said, just... Look, we're late. Just you, keep there. You, you, you know what? We, we shouldn't be late for our after-lunch classes. We better yeah, hide. Uh, and as you're... Uh, walking across the... Uh, across the grounds towards your next class... What is the next class, by the way? Apology. Huh? <laughs> Sorry? Nothing. Herbology. <laughs> Herbology. <laughs> Look, flower arranging it is. <laughs> You're on your way to flower arranging. The language of flowers. Exactly. You're going to learn the language of flowers, which is always very confusing because, like, every country has a different flower language, generally. I really don't want to go. Uh, and as you're walking across, you, uh, you see more cats streaming into the courtyard. I, um, I, I start to walk a little bit faster. And mm. then, Come on, guys, we're, we're late. We need to get there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of cats here. There are a lot. There's not normally this many cats. There's more than let's, 20 cats watching let's, you. Let's not stop and look at the cats. <laughs> they all look very... They're all, like, very different in terms of, like, their patterning and their size and stuff. But they all look pristine, regardless. They don't look like strays, guys. No, they're pretty clean. Uh, They're like a bunch of cats doing a mass exodus from their owner's houses. They're all watching you. 
Uh, as Are there actually any houses around Al? Like yeah, I feel like it's on a hill above a city, right? Biggest state, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pulling on Megan's <laughs> arm. Come on! Look at these strange uh, cats going. And as down. and as another bunch of cats stream in through one of the uh, entranceways ahead of you, near your f- your flower arranging class. You hear the footsteps, the distinctive uh, footsteps of uh, of another student in the uniforms, uh, boots. Um, Wait, have the cats blocked us off from? They haven't the blocked you off. They're almost lining the flower, uh, the corridor to flower arranging. How did they get in? Uh, well, it's you know for open grounds. But, yeah. Oh, so um, she's an idiot. Hmm. She's like 12. Uh, and as the footsteps get closer, coming around the corner ahead from you, you see Martin. I just drop everything. Like, I. Martin? I drop whatever the heck I'm holding. My pencil. I was holding the pencil for whatever reason. Uh, he's standing ahead of you uh and he's wearing he's wearing the uniform but it's very crisp um and and there's and there's something off about it uh, describe the uniform to me I've, I've said that it has boots what other aspects of the uniform are present <laughs> oh god is there a blazer I feel like we do you wear a tie yes. blazers and um you know those, uh, like, frilly bow? Uh, a cravat? No, no, not a cravat. It's a, it's a bow. But, but it kind like, of hangs like really that, right? And, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like they could have ascot ties. Mm. Um, maybe yeah, with, like, little bow ornamenty things. Yeah. Um, and the blazer is definitely double-breasted, so, like, two rows mm. of buttons down the front. Colours? to be done up. Um, uh, is going to be... Immediately thought black. Black's fine. And maybe dark blue, dark dark blue. Black with a dark blue like strip, maybe. Oh, trim, yeah. Trim. A school like this would definitely have like three different colors of trim just to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like that it's it's uh, the juniors and seniors are separated by the color of their trim. Oh god. Yeah. So he he's he's got blue and gold trim. Uh, uh. All right. And we see. Uh, we see he's holding uh, some kind of book in his hands, uh, and he points towards all of you. Um, and you're sort of standing right just where this corridor begins. So there's behind you is this large open courtyard, and then this open sort of arched corridor heading forwards. And you suddenly realise that you're bathed in a red light. Uh, bathed in a red light. From behind you. Guys, screaming tears right now. Cats are an omen of death. Cats are an <laughs> omen of death. And he slowly raises his hand uh, and says, You're all in my way. I have to get rid of you. I'd like to also drop my pencil. <laughs> you drop your pencil. 
uh, it's dramatic, and we see the cameras like jumping and around at all. Slow motion. <laughs> yeah, it's cutting between the pencil <laughs> dropping and your faces as you look dramatically at him, pointing towards you. Nag- Nagi's uh, just sort of standing there, like tears sort of going down her eyes. Just, she's like, Martin. I'm so happy to see you. Is it really you? So, he says, yes, it is me. And his face kind of seems distorted, more angular than normal. um, As this red light that's bathing you seems to pulse and pump like a heart. Gross. As you look behind you, you see that you're being illuminated by a blood red sun and and the uh, sky is filled with this kind of velvety redness and dangling from it uh, is uh, an endless sea of swords Uh, and they seem poised to fall. In the sky? In the sky. Wow. Alright. <laughs> so there's a lot going on here. Tears sort of halt after that and like she's just like shaking her head now. What? No. It's happening. No. No. You're not. You he wouldn't He he he's not like this. And he's sort of like the hand that's pointing to you, he brings it back and he like spins it over his book and it like flies open and the pages are, you know, flying past uh, and he starts you know, speaking at you in, in some strange European language. Is Martin part of a cult? Who are you really? I'm Martin and I'm the captain of this school and he you know, shoots his hands towards you and beams of light shoot out of it. Martin would never hurt any uh, any of the students in this school. Yeah, no. He shoots his hand towards you and beams of light come flying out. Oh, right. <laughs> He's attacking you. Ah, uh, they kind of look like jagged uh, <laughs> lightning bolts of red light with like black borders. Uh, as they shoot towards you. I would. Uh, and how about, uh, who wants to transform and do some magical girl stuff? Dodge roll. I'll do it. God, brilliant. So, first of all, um, let's decide on your, let's do your first change. Uh, expose it to magic, uh, causes the magical girl's potential to manifest whether they want it to or not. When your magical nature asserts itself, it changes your body to fit who you were in a previous life. Often the changes are negligible, but sometimes they are massive and traumatic, especially if you begin this life in a male body. Uh, sometimes the experience is just difficult to endure. Roll 2d6. Two to five. The change is traumatic and leaves you deeply shaken. Check one box uh, for gaining a point of trauma and subtract one from your first roll made as a magical girl. This is a pretty traumatic experience. Yes, as you feel your body contorting. And now it's time 
to make your magical girl. Uh, as you begin to transform. Uh, let's start off with what about you changes. And you can roll that or you can pick off the list or you can make something up. Uh, Page 18 is when the tables begin. I think it starts with mundane names and then the magical girl stuff is on the next page. Yeah. Um, magical girls. Nope. Wait. 28. <laughs> Shit. 28. <laughs> So what changes? Um, Just read out the one that you pick, because we don't want to know the other. No. Uh, You know what? My eyes, my eye color changes. To what to color? Fiery red. A fiery red. Whew. Brilliant. I assume that for your costume color, then you want fiery red. Yep. Brilliant. So that's two birds, one stone. Um, theme. Select a theme for your magic. I mean, there's an obvious one, but uh, you know, by all means, roll if you wish. Uh, she's nice. Yeah, that'll really throw him off. <laughs> it's like when the, you know, character in green doesn't have uh, plant-based powers. It's like, no, lightning. What? Yeah, lightning. What? <laughs> How'd you go? Or I could pick the other one. Not ice. The other one. Water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Certainly does like water. True. <sighs> no, I kind of like the first one. Okay. Uh, moon. Your magic is moon themed. The blood moon. Interesting. All right. Red sun, red uh, red moon. Cool. Uh, and now we need magical names. Give your girl's uh, magical self a fanciful girly name. Use words like princess, lyrical, lovely, and maybe something from her theme. Uh, so if you can think of uh, one to make up, go for that. Uh, or roll on that beautiful table. My favourite table in the game is the Magical Girl Names mm -hmm. table. It's I like, just... I do like it. But aces. I hmm, kind of want something that has crimson in it. Crimson, then. But, like, I have to choose three parts, right? You, you don't, don't have to. have as many or as few parts as you want. Yeah, you could just be crimson. Yeah. You could be I like... I don't want to just be crimson. I want to be crimson something. You could be crimson lunar defender. 
could be Crimson Ludus, some other thing. There's there's a column in there that has things that sound like titles. um titles. Yeah. Like Jagoon. Yeah. It could be Crimson Lunar Astronomer for all I care. That'd be kinda weird. Crimson Lunar Student. Crimson Lunar Disciple. Lunar Knight Crimson. Crimson Lunar Paladin. Crimson Lunar Paladin. It's pretty good. Brilliant. So you, you know, describe to us what you look like now as you stand here and then give us your, tell us, your, have your character tell us their magical name in traditional magical girl style. Okay, well, my magical girl, uh, shit. So we probably see her eyes burst with this redness, right? Yeah, so the first thing that changes is her eyes. They just glow a, not really, not a, like they glow a, a really bright red. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, her, like, her hair then, I think, sort of twists upwards Mm -hmm. and into, um, some sort of fancy, fancy looking, um, short hairstyle. She has, like, short red hair now. Yeah, cool. Um, so it's almost like some of your hair has disappeared and now you've got this kind of dramatic bob. Yeah. Cool. Well, her I mean, her hair was sort of short. It wasn't that long. Yeah, um, no, cool. Um, so yeah, it twists upwards into some, some sort of do like with like plaits on the side. Uh, turns red. Um with orange tips Mm -hmm. um and am i describing her outfit you can describe her outfit if you want you don't have to though you can just say that it's you could even go it's like our uniform but red or um Um, you could just uh you could say you could say something as simple as it's dynamic and red or it's bold and red or Say it's red. red. <laughs> it's certainly dynamic, and it sort of has. It's very flowy. A flowy, dynamic red outfit. I like yeah. it. And she sort of summons, like, summons a blood moon for a period. Yeah. So we like see this blood moon flash behind you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, tell us your name. Uh. I'm Sailor Moon, and in the name of the moon, I punish you, or whatever. I am Crimson Luna Paladin, and I say you are not who you say you are. Ah, so yeah, you transfer form and the, as the magic hits you and now you're standing there, uh, pushed it back a bit into the courtyard and Martin walks, uh, you know, is walking towards you and the other two, you look on, shocked 
Uh, and Martin says, don't think I've forgotten about you two. And his other hand that's holding the book kind of gestures towards you. And we see two bolts of light shoot out towards uh, each of you. Who wants to go first? I don't mind if you want to, I can, I can go, okay. All right, so let's roll that transformation. Yeah, boy. As the magic from his weird spell book strikes you. Uh, 2d6. I've already rolled. Ah. <laughs> I'm on it. Either of those, so oh, I meant for the I went for the is this traumatic or whatever take. Oh, well, okay, I can rock that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. Good point. Uh, four and four. Four and four, so eight, six to eight. The change is strange, but you uh persevere through it. Take one point of magic. Uh, yes, so now we describe what changes about your body. Okay. You rolled something and you didn't like either yeah. of the results, so try again. Roll it again. Less prominent nose. Less prominent nose. Look, some of us, I mean, I wouldn't mind a less oh, prominent gosh. nose. That is hilarious. Um, okay, no, I don't. Her hair is changing colour. Her hair changes colour, brilliant. From a weird light blue. Yeah, to, to what colour? To a lighter blue. Oh, he had a lighter blue. <laughs> <laughs> Almost white. It's hard to tell the difference. No, to um, completely black. Oh, all right. Uh, are there any other color changes about you? Uh, maybe. Is black also going to be your costume Black's color? It's going to be my costume color, yes. Cool, brilliant. <laughs> uh, theme. Theme. Nothingness. Brilliant. That's why oh it's black. Uh-huh. I was about Look, to say that's a very Batman maneuver. Look, uh, I'm scared of the void. Why I would felt since we seem to be going with this space theme. Yeah, no, sure. Fire, that's moon, space. space. <laughs> magical name. Oh, shit. <laughs> How many parts to your magical name do you want? I feel like cosmic should be in there. Uh, cool. Or void. Void. It could be cosmic void. That's true. It could be... Cosmic Void Prophet. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sure. Uh, so let's pull that all together. Uh, what does that look like? As uh, the magic strikes you and you feel that you feel overcome, you feel a change come through you. It all just sort of gets absorbed into uh, Megan's body. Mm -hmm. uh, and starts to slowly shift her clothes and her hair changes color and lengthens a bit. Mm. <laughs> um, slightly longer hair slightly is a good change. Um, and her, her outfit uh, kind of condenses into like a kind of cat suit. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you're... <laughs> When your school uniform accidentally <laughs> turns into a cat suit. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that just like seems to 
kind of absorbed all that around it. Nice. And do you give us your dramatic name? I am Cosmic... The Cosmic Void Prophet? What did you say? Look, you go. I am Cosmic Void Prophet, and that was mean. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Nice. I'm really thrown off. And what's Joey doing as this, oh. as you see like flashes of light exploding around you, it's, and then a, something hits you in the chest. Well, this, this bolt is flying towards me and I raise my hands to, to defend myself thinking that this is the end, uh, when suddenly, uh, uh, my my hair explodes into long flowing uh, hair loopies. Uh, Did we do and, how you're changing? Oh, I'll get that. Okay, oh, cool. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. Uh, I was just gonna. I've Look got at, nine. Yeah, okay, yeah. So cool. nine. The change is invigorating, leaving you feeling. Uh, Feeling you are where you need to be. Gain one point of hope and add one to your first role as a magical girl. Right. Finally, you feel like yourself. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Um, and and, and uh, the uh, vivid frills and ornamentation burst forth between the seams of my business-like uh, school attire turning into a beautiful flowing lilac dress. Um, uh, uh, complete with, uh, loved gauntlets, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, which block the blast, um, and I am Dazzling Star Princess Jasmina. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joey, you feel, feel good. You, I mean, Jasmine. Jasmina? Yeah. Jasmina, you feel good. Uh, so you just say... I'm dazzling star princess Jasmina, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and Mud's sort of looking at you all and he's like, Ha! You are no match for me! And then he, you know, sh you know, puts the book in his hands with one, uh, one hand either side of the cover and then he sort of holds it up towards you guys. Uh, and this torrent of energy shoots out it, uh, towards you. Uh, as he, you know, starts to strut uh, towards you, sort of walking out into the, uh, slowly advancing into the room, into the courtyard where you find yourselves. Uh, so, the way we do the first battle is each person has an opportunity to take one action. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, what do you do? Who has an idea of what they want to do? Uh, I'd like to uh, step forward. Um, uh, my magical theme is electromagnetic radiation, um, and he can't throw ray bolts at me without copying a few back. Uh, so I'm going to raise my hand, and I've got uh, and project uh, energy missiles from my my gauntleted palms. Go on the offensive. Him. Roll me two d six. Sure thing. Thirteen. Uh, and you get a plus one to your first roll as a magical girl, so it's actually 14. Well, on a 12 oh, plus... 12, 12 to 13 is what I mean, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, you, your stunningly powerful blow not only looks cool, but decimates the enemy. You score two hits. Boom. <laughs> Who else has an idea of what they want to do? Uh, 
as your as he shoots that beam towards you and he takes that first step into the courtyard, you've you know caught up to yourself and you shoot that you know ray beams, those little missiles out at him, and he you know holds the book up to one side as like a shield. Uh, it seems to like expand almost um, as uh, the missiles strike him, but he certainly seems to be struggling. Uh, and he closes the uh, book and uh, sort of pivots towards one of the others. I want to take his book away from him. Um, how? I would, yes. I would I, like I to... I need another detail. <laughs> I would like to um, also attempt to... Um, Take his um, book away from him. Uh, yep. When do when? How did we do weapons? You just say that you have a weapon. Okay. Yeah, I have a weapon. If you I've feel got... you have a weapon, you say, "Here, I my weapon appears in my hand." I've got energy missile gauntlets. They're very Iron Man. Okay, yeah. Well, I forgot to say that I. Well, no, you, it's not that you forgot to say. It's that you didn't need your weapon until just now. Yeah. Right. yeah. You pull it out of hammer space. It's an anime thing. <laughs> well, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, charge directly at him. Uh, and as I'm charging at him, uh, my crescent sword. Mm-hmm. Sab- Crescent Saber will um, manifest in my hands and I will uh, swipe like directly at like at his hands like where the yeah you're gonna is. try and knock the book out of yeah. his hands sure go on the offensive roll me 2d6 um, and I believe you're taking your minus one to your first magical oh, yeah. girl roll which is fine it's a minus one to the score the at the end So you nice. get an 11. Uh, on a 9 to 11, you score a hit. You leave the enemy off balance so that the next ally to attack gets a plus one bonus to their roll. Uh, brilliant. Uh, as the book sort of falls to the ground uh, and he sort of recoils, grabbing at his wrist. Uh, oh, some friend you are. I knew you couldn't be trusted. Oh. Uh, I would like to make the book disappear into the ground. Mm, into the void. Into the void. Mm, a black pit opens up beneath it, clearly. Yeah. Make me a, but yeah, go for it. 2d6, and you get a plus one to the roll. So that's a six. Six is enough. <laughs> six to eight. You managed to score a hit, but you are worse for wear. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How are you worse for wear? Yeah, the void gives and it takes. Doesn't give it all. <laughs> but it definitely takes. You said your hair turns black? Yeah. yeah. Turns um, black <laughs> No, no. Uh, you see a, a few bits of hair fall out as you do this. Uh, that's, a, that's a bad thing, Raymond. Yeah, I know. It's a bad thing. <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, end of the battle. This first battle will last through only one round of actions. The outcome depends on the number of hits they score. For this battle, X is the number of magical girls played by the players. So, three. Three. Uh, three. We score X plus one hits or more. Yeah. So, we want X plus two. Uh, we only got four. Yeah. Right? So, X plus two is five. Yes. You got four hits, yeah. so... So we want X plus one. I don't understand this. Explain. Um, uh, X or X plus one hits, the magical girls trance their foe. Yeah, yeah, no, um, no, no. I understand so the one you're trying to tell me. I just don't understand how we arrive at that. Why is that X um, plus one? Because X equals three. Right. And X plus one equals four. And we scored four hits. Oh, okay, I'm there. Right. I understand now. We also didn't use that system in our short... We uh, used it, short. like, twice. Well... We it, approximated it. It determines collateral damage, it and does. I kind of just normally do collateral damage. Yeah. Um, right, so, X plus one. Uh, the magical girls trounce their foe. Yeah. So, you, you know, you destroy his... You suck his book down into the void... Um, and you've, you've struck him and he sort of goes, Well, you think that you've defeated me, but I'll have you know that... Uh, blah, 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 blah. If the outcome of the battle calls for collateral damage. <laughs> no, collateral damage is a thing from an earlier thing. So, the, yeah, we don't get collateral damage. He says, I'll have you know that this is just the beginning. Uh, and uh, he sort of disappears, and you just see his, like, grin hanging there as he fades away uh, into nothingness. That's uh, me. And your... your <laughs> He's got all of our powers combined. <laughs> and your magic... It's so unfair. You guys feel your magic sort of flowing out of you and dissipating. Uh, and when it's done... Uh, you see a book uh, in... Uh, half buried in the dirt. <laughs> half buried in the dirt. Uh, and it sort of flickers. It looks like the book you saw a second ago, and then it's like cover seems to flicker away, and it becomes... Um, the book before looked like archaic and like handmade, and then this book looks like a uh, mass-produced. Uh, it's like a. It's not a textbook. It's like a um, diary. No. <laughs> Penguin Publishing does these things where they reprint classic books, and it just looks like a reprint of a classic book. I'm gonna pick it up. Uh, Faust. You pick it up. There are strange. Uh, scrawlings in the margins of this book. Mm, marginalia. <laughs> yeah, strange marginalia. It's full of strange marginalia. Uh, and uh, Megan, you see the hair that fell out of your head is on the ground and has returned to its colour and you sort of reach up and, and touch your head and you, you seem to have uh kind of uh, half of your head almost feels like it's been shaved you've got kind of a half undercut thing going on oh. I flick some hair over 
Classic. Classic move. Classic. That happened? Mm-hmm. That happened, says Jasmina. <laughs> oh, so you haven't returned to Joey. I think so. Mm. I think that's, that's, that's more appropriate. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm just sort of yeah. Going, so, I'm so Jasmina is standing here in the boys' yeah. uniform. I'm gonna look up from the book and sort of go. We all stare at Jasmina for a moment. Is well, this a problem? Ah, uh, or it, is it? Is it a problem? It's a good thing I already live in the misc dorm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> So, uh, now we arrive at the part of this game that's going to be a bit different to the way we played last time. Uh, so now we take it in turns to do scenes. Um, so the way that a scene will work is you'll, uh, describe what you're doing to try and affect the goal, uh, that that scene calls for, uh, and then we'll roll and then we'll determine how, uh, what what happens are based on a combination of the efforts you took and the role. (laughs) Um, So think of it as rather than you say, let's say, oh, I go and have a talk with my father about, uh, about uh, I, I, the purpose of the story is to tell him some kind of lie about how I get, why I have to stay out tonight. Uh, And so, uh, we might go in... I might ask you a few questions about your dad and how he might react to that, what you expect to react, and then I would just dictate how he actually reacts. And then if the if we think there's a role that needs to be done, we do the role, and then we move on, rather than playing out if you're every going, line of dialogue. If you're going scene. through for, a, like, a past lives check, rather than we play through the story and we get to a thing and say, I'm making a past lives check, we actually depict a scene about you rummaging through stuff in the attic, looking yeah. for family photographs or something like that. And then, that. you know, you have, like, a vision or And something. then you make the check. So, yeah. short, snappy scenes to justify the action that you want. Okay. Uh, does anyone have a scene in mind? One last thing. Yes. We all have to go once before somebody can go again. Yeah, but we don't have to go in order. But we don't have to go in order. Um, uh, I also have scenes that I will be doing because I would count as a player for the purpose of this. Could you just list the scenes for us? Yes. So I have advance a threat, mm-hmm. battles. Uh, <laughs> you guys have um, some. You guys have some actions called uh, bold actions. If that's the sheet that I made for you guys, it won't have all of them on there. The rule book will. The, the rule book will have them though. Uh, starting on page twelve. Uh, so you have bold actions, which is where the magical girl tries to do something bold and maybe a little rash, and that includes things like change the world and sorcery. I also have an action called complicate life. Um, you guys can do some investigative actions, which includes past lives, search, and seek the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have kindness actions, which include comfort uh, and help someone. And then there's a few special moves. Um, and they come into play whenever the GM feels like it. Uh, sure. Um, I think that, um, I'd like to take a scene. Sure. I'm going to do a kindness scene. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're gonna traipse off to the, the, the greenhouse where we do flower arranging. Um, and I think that Nagisa is probably a little bit cut up about the, um, the, the experience we've just had. Um, uh, but I'm gonna try and cheer her up. And instead of ending up with a hideously funereal, sad flower arrangement, we're gonna end up with a really happy flower arrangement. Or at least that's the plan. Are you going for, you're going for comfort, right? Comforter. Sure. Uh, so when you make a significant investment of time in making someone feel better, you can remove one trauma or one magic. Uh, they can also award you a point of hope if they wish. Oh, sorry, they can remove one trauma or one magic. <laughs> so, uh, Sophie, would your character like to remove one trauma or one magic? You don't have to say yes. Mm. Uh, so you're you're helping her with a f you, you guys are doing like a group flower arrangement, yeah? I'm taking liberties that the class is actual hands-on flower arrangement. Yeah, 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 no, 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 definitely. I mean, I'm certainly. So you're trying. I'm certainly giving it my all. So you're trying to, to distract, try to, right? To okay. try and do these flower arranging, but I keep looking over at the book that I like, or my bag, which I just stashed the book away mm. in my bag. So. Uh, um, do you feel this helps you, yeah. that? And so we're just taking a bit of time to be normal people again, uh, even though this really weird thing has happened. Uh, I, I don't think I, I... I think I'm just... Like, his face keeps popping up in my, my mind, so I'm... I'm not going to... Right. so it doesn't help you. Do you, uh, if you want, uh, you can also award uh, Jasmina a point of hope. But you also don't have to do that. Yes. I, I know, I know you're just trying to help, but I just, I think I just need to think about things and just not, I don't know. Cool. All right. I'm going to take right one now. of Raymond's dice, yeah. dice uh, to represent that I've had a turn. Yeah. And you all need to have a scene. Yeah. And that, that's me giving you that point. Oh, so you do get the hope. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was me role-playing that point for you. She recognizes that you are trying to be hopeful, but it's yeah. not helping her. Yes. Maybe I feel like I've helped, but I actually have not in mm. any way. Mm. Who else has a scene? Um, just like I kind of want to see if I can give us like an excuse to be looking into this kind of stuff. So I don't know if there's like a club or something. Sounds like you can probably do that with an investigate. Yeah. Yeah, that could be like a search. I think maybe. Um, I think maybe. Like to find or organize a person club <laughs> that we can. Yeah, space definitely. Club. A space club. <laughs> we want to investigate the void. <laughs> yeah. 
We just, we're real interested in space. Uh, when you search someone or something out. Yeah, sure. So, um, what does that look like, first of all? Physics like, club. give me, like, club, yeah. is it, how, how do you search for this thing? I feel like I would talk to a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we all go and, uh, you know, proclaim our interest in this club to the principal. Hmm. Or Gosh, Jolly, your hair's got to move off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wig. Uh, yeah, Shit. sure. We went. That's actually what we want to talk to you about. The wig club. The wig club. <laughs> uh, We've got a real passion in hairstyling, as you can see. Mm. <laughs> All right, so sure. Let's let's roll for talking to this teacher, and we'll use search for that. So two. Oh, oh boy, that's a that's a three. A three. <laughs> you find something else. <laughs> Uh, so yes, you go to talk to a teacher and like, look, uh, I understand that you're passionate, inquisitive young adults, and we we want to nurture that mind. We want to we want to we want to give you the paddle so that you can steer your learning canoe. But uh, but I'm afraid. Why are you keeping this curiosity door locked? <laughs> Look, I'm not about locking doors, but I just can't let you start a new group, especially when you are also blatantly flaunting the uh, student dress code. That's how my hair looks. You can't, you can't have that kind of a haircut. It's too radical. Uh, and, I and, don't have a haircut. And Joey. I, I don't even know what to say. Are you wearing makeup? Your face seems to be a different shape. <laughs> Almost more feminine. Hmm. Excellent contouring. <laughs> <laughs> but inappropriate to the dress standard. Hmm. I'm gonna have to think of some fast talking to work around that one. Uh so I, I think that it would be best for you uh, to, to, to direct this uh, interest uh, elsewhere. Uh, and, and so uh, I'm, 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 I'm suggesting uh, that each of you uh, instead take the afternoon off to think about the ways in which you could improve uh, your grooming standard. Actually, I was thinking of um it's it's funny um she mentioned a club i was actually thinking of um putting together some sort of grooming club look well i mean that's definitely something you can think about in your quiet in uh introspection uh you know i think that the two of you could really learn um, from Nuggets' example, you know, perfect, perfect uh, uh, sock length to skirt, skirt length, skirt. What the fuck's a skirt? Uh, skirt shorts. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, you know, she 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 has a very nicely pressed blazer. Her hair is appropriate. No. You should follow the example of your friend. But either way, out of my office. Uh. Sophie, do you have a scene? Uh... So either way, you did manage to find an excuse to yeah. not be in class. Well... Uh, since we're, we've been excused from 
plus, uh, I would like to uh, pretty much make make the uh, action to um, like uh, I, I want to investigate the um, the book a little bit more. Sure, that sounds like seek the truth to me. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so how do you investigate the book? What do you do? Do you just going to read it? Are you going to cross-reference it? <laughs> well, I was considering going to the library and mm-hmm. uh, uh, that can be enough for a scene if you yeah. want. Yeah. Sure. Going to the library to investigate it. So we see you at the library going through books. Yeah. Uh, are your friends with you, or did you send them off for something else? Um, well, I think... She'd have to do some pretty fast talking to get me I... <clears throat> I I just head off in a direction if they choose to follow. Head off in the direction to the library if they choose to follow. Yeah, sure. So we, I assume we see you guys about the library as well. Uh, so sure roaming. This is, is a good idea. I want to. I. I want to know if it was actually Martin, and I don't believe it. I don't want to believe that it was. Hmm. But if it was, I want to know what the. F- Fuck happened. <gasps> my one of the te- one of the librarians. My Sorry, I have to my talk bad. To the principal about the language standard. Sorry, my bad. Um, some people. Some students have taken it upon themselves <laughs> to use very adult language. Uh, roll me two d six, Sophie. I should not do this with my left hand, mm-hmm. but I'm having I'm eating chips with my right hand. Look, I mean, it's the devil's hand. Six. Six. Uh, you get closer to your quarry. Oh no, wait, that's search. Uh, you learn something that gets you closer to what you wanted to know. Um, so as you're reading this book and you're 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 looking through it as the others are sort of meandering about the library. You pull out a note that you have from Martin. Okay. What is this note about? You don't have to tell me what it says, but what is the main purpose or thrust of the note? Well. <laughs> uh, it's basically a note. The, the last words that he sent to sent to me uh, uh, via letter um. did you two often pass notes between one another or yes. send each other letters yes all right uh, so you pull that out and you open this book and you're looking at the marginalia and you start, and you have, a, a, and you you ask one of your friends to fetch you uh, some of the books on uh, handwriting analysis mm. uh, that the library has. 
And so you're looking at this, things. This uh, library has lots of books on handwriting. Uh, mm, indeed. Mm. Very few on handwriting analysis, but some. Mm. Sometimes you need to be able to uh, authenticate uh, whether a letter is actually from your suitor or if someone is attempting to fool you. Um, which is why we offer co- courses on criminology. Uh, <laughs> so you examine it, and as far as you can tell, ooh, hello, he is. Uh, this is Martin's handwriting. But maybe that other person stole this book from him. Maybe, maybe it's. Maybe there's still room to believe. Uh. And now I get to do a scene. These are nice chips. They are nice chips, aren't they? (laughs) So and something, but I can't pick what the something is, to be honest. We'll never know. It kind of tastes a little bit like, like, light and tangy chips. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, one of the teachers, uh, you overhear one of the librarians sharing gossip with one of the teachers. She says, did you hear that someone broke into Martin's old dorm? No, 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 not that Martin. The the one that, you know, the one that, the one that killed themselves. Or at least that's what the teacher says. We may know different. Slams. <laughs> the two walk away. Uh, so I advance a threat. Uh, they were talking about it in such a way as if to say it just happened. Um, as in, Should we go check that out? That's up to you. That could be a scene. Uh, we now revert back to you guys. You guys can do a scene. To be honest, I could do another scene straight away, but uh, I don't I, have to do the GM scenes at the end. I just think it makes more I'm sense not, for suspense. I feel like we should check that out. Yeah, my next my next scene would be uh, check this out. Mm-hmm. If someone's broken into Martin's room, I swear to God. Soon we're going to break into Martin's room. I mean. So. <laughs> Yeah, let's just do it. Find You know what? I think that that search, not seek out the truth, because search has possible responses like you draw closer to your quarry. So I think that going and looking at the room is an attempt to try and find out who broke into it and where they are. So I think it's search. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seek out the truth is looking for information on a thing. So two d six. Oh, this could be good. It's a six. Ah, oh, yes. ten. Yes. Uh, so search on a nine plus you. You are much closer uh, without your quarry being aware of you. So this was broken into, they said, but the door doesn't look like it was kicked in. The windows aren't smashed, uh, and you see a. He are uh, sitting on the desk, um, and the and the uh, 
the key rings and ornaments tell you that this is Martin's set of keys. They must have. Whoever had these keys left it here. Um, but you see what they have taken. Uh, and it is... Uh... So, Sophie, Martin has a form of personal transport. What is it? Is it a bike? Is it a, is it a scooter? Does he rollerblade? Does he have inline skis? Martin's skateboarding around campus again. <laughs> Um, hoverboard. Hover bike. Jetpack. Um, <laughs> is 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 that too far in the Look, future? Look, we have colonies on Mars. Do what you want. Hover bike. It's a one. Yeah, it's a hover bike. Yeah. So you can I contribute? Yeah, go for it. So the wheels aren't like horizontal like a normal bike. The wheels, you've got two wheels, one in front and one behind, but they're like vertical. Yeah, like the DeLorean. And they're little spinny, yes. hovery yeah. things, and you boom across yes. along it. Um, yeah, I, I accept this 100%. Well, fantastic. Uh, so you, uh, yeah, you realize that they've, this hover bike, uh, which he normally kept near his bed, is gone. Uh, and so is his riding jacket and helmet. And associated designer scarf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Steal a, a dead guy's hover bike? Great. Well, Martin always told you that uh, his hover bike was very temperamental and only he could start it. Someone must have figured it out. Someone must have figured it out. <laughs> it's the only explanation. There was a there was a trick to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he would always tease me and never actually tell me how he did it. But who else has a seat? Mm-hmm. Can we can we take these keys? Mm-hmm. Also, maybe see what other places they lead to. Mm. I don't know. Unless it's just like. The keys to the room, it's just a single key. Well, they're probably, it's probably keys to his room and like keys for his house because this is a boarding school. You might have a locker somewhere. Mm, yeah. Locker. Like. Oh, and there's one key marked uh, secret <laughs> cult vault. Do not enter. Do not, en- do not use key. Single use only. Yeah, we'll take the key. We should, we'll take that one. We should see if he has a, yeah. We should see if he has a secret cult vault. Uh, a secret locker, a regular locker that's not secret. All right, all right, uh, all right. Make me a make me a search then. Still searching. As you you know, try to find something out about these keys. Yeah. That uh, will lead six. you to them. Six, yeah. Uh, you realize that one of the keys on here is um, it's one of those keys that they have for. Uh, hired lockers in like a train station or something. Train station. I know you may or may not be afraid of trains. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, so you start to head, you head to the train station. When you get there, as you're walking in, you notice that there's these two cat statues at the entrance. I'm out. And they've always been there, but you just never really took notice of them. Or the fact that there are cats like lounging on it baking in the sun and as you begin to walk towards the steps they you know 
they sort of twitch away and look at you and watch you walk up the stairs into the uh, space. All right, kitty. Kelly has always been highly aware of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kitties, calm down. Uh, and cats are a sign of death. Mm. Uh, and when you open it, they're also a sign uh, of cuddles. <laughs> When you open it, you see that there is a collection of books. You see Faust, the Prince, uh, uh, Rules of Power. What else would be in there? Art of War. Um, I think Martin is how going to, to take over the world. How to make friends and influence people. <laughs> This is all just our regular school reading list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yes, those are the those are the books that you see. Should we, but should we take them? Should we? Oh, can we open them? Is there any weird marginalia? Weird marginalia? <laughs> too weird. It's got two copies of Faust. Because I said books like Faust. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, they also have little writings in them and stuff. You also see another book that kind of looks handmade, like a journal or something. It's not the book that Martin was holding when you saw him, when he attacked you, but it's, you know, it's, it's handmade, um, you know, like maybe a journal or something. Um, you open it up and it's just got scrollings through it, but they're not like, there's lines on the paper, but the words can barely be contained by that. They're spilling over each other. It's like someone's filled this book up and then written in it again. Um, you see some bits are written in pencil, others a pen. You see one that looks like it was scrawled in texter. You see uh, there's a page with charcoal writing on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you find in the back of this, on the on the back cover, uh, but just inside the book, is drawn a silhouette of uh, of an abandoned uh, warehouse, uh, uh, or or, or building. You recognize, you think it's like an abandoned warehouse, but maybe it's some other building mm-hmm. that just looks like that. That's what you know it is. Uh, um, see? Yes. I would like to call home. Um, yes. Your character's home? Yes. Yeah, cool. You, uh, yeah. Um, and I'm going to have um, just... Uh, a little chat uh, with with my mum, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I was just wondering, you know, what why she's named Joey, and you know, uh, and, and and maybe uh, um, whether there was you know any ancestors similar names, and um, and you know, if if I'd been a girl, what what would you have called me, and 
that that's that sort of you know, light probing. You know. Sure, oh, that yeah. sounds like a. Uh, I'm just uh, taking the time off the adventure, having some me time. That sounds like past lives to me. Yep. You were like cats. I'm out. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys go ahead. I'm just gonna. <laughs> the cats are watching. It's really cool. <laughs> sure. D6. Yeah, roll me two d six. All right. Five. Five. Uh, you see something that scares you, and your past self takes over a little more. You gain an insight, if an unpleasant one, but also gain one trauma. So, you call up your other snake, oh, well, I, I, you know, I named you Joey after the bravest man I ever knew. Um, but, uh, you know, that's that's a story for when you're older. I don't feel it's appropriate now. As to when, uh, what we were going to call you when you were, if you'd been born a girl, it, it was never really an option. We, I, we chose to have a boy. I, I elected. Yeah. When we went to the doctor to get approved for conception, he asked... Uh, whether we wanted random sex determination or whether we wanted to choose, and I chose I chose male. Off the list provided. Thanks, Bob. Um, and you hear these cats meowing in the background of the call. Um, and as you end the call you kind of have this realization that your life is far more planned out than you had intended. Mm. It's making you anxious and uncomfortable and then you sort of see something. You see a, a, a woman, uh, actually no, you see a man astride a horse nervously uh, waiting at the edge of a battlefield. Uh, and you feel uh, the lace under their armor Um, and you feel that this person is uncomfortable in the role that they've been forced into uh, by those around them Um, and when you sort of realize where you are um, you see the cats uh, sitting around you in an orderly parliament looking up at you. On the battlefield or in the real world? On the battlefield, that is the train station. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, Terrifying. I shoo the cats away. They seem to not really want to go away, but they sort of slowly slink. Off. I move away from the cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you to uh, Presumably, as these two come out and say, "Hey, look, we we found the found thing." A with a found all sorts of books, but this particular book. It's got a, a silhouette of an abandoned warehouse. I think it's a warehouse. You think that's a building you'd want to check out? It's a building. We might want to check it out. Brilliant. I'm gonna use my well, scene. Well, I to certainly want to check check it out. Uh, so as, uh, as you three arrive at this building, you realise it's not a warehouse. It kind of looked like a warehouse to you, and you know it as a warehouse, just because this whole area is full of warehouses, but this is the oldest building in this part of the city. Uh, and as the uh, sun begins to set behind the city, 
uh, you can see this, it turn a deep red. Uh, and when it turns red, the building in front of you is no longer in ruins and tatters. And you see this arcane factory in front of you come to life, belching smoke and this acrid smell of cooking steel. Uh, and sawdust and coal and the sweat of hard work as you see these swords dangling in the sky above you uh, poised to fall Um. Uh, and the book uh, the Faust book in your hand uh, is changed again into this arcane manual uh and the, and, the, and the little journal that you'd use to find this place seems to have disappeared. Some things are happening again. Uh, uh, the threat has presented itself. I think I'd like to have a change the world scene where we attempt to use the secrets of this uh, uh, magical Faust book mm-hmm. to not have impending doom above us all the time mm-hmm. to deactivate that sky death trap. So all three of you open this book and you're trying to do some magic. I am. Uh, change the world, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or sorcery. They're both under the same. Yeah. Well, they're both bold actions. So which one do you think fits? Uh, can I have a little look at the? Uh, so change the world when you try to do something that affects the real world. Nah. Uh, sorcery when you try to use magic to accomplish something. I feel like this is probably on the magical side. Of all right. So first of all, take one magic. All right. <laughs> Describe a magical uh, effect based on your magic's theme. Uh, Although I will let I'm... you use one of the other's themes, seeing as you're doing this together, but mm-hmm. only you get to roll. Uh, well, I am. Um, yeah, well, I'm. Uh, I, I, I suppose this is this is good because it's kind of justifiable from a, a couple of our different themes. But um, I want to try and uh, dissolve those those swords. I've got electromagnetic radiation, so I want to be um, uh, uh, eroding them away. Yeah, uh, you're gonna cook them. Uh, but it could also tie in with the void stuff. Um, and the, in fact, the the, the 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 fiery moon thing is. Yeah, you've got that fiery moon going. Yeah, on I think you. I think it ties in well with all of our things. I mean, the element of the moon is silver. I mean, if any of these swords are silver... Well, we'll see, surely. Uh, uh, okay, make me that. And I want to, yeah, I want to dissolve the swords. Make me that sorcery roll. Um, cool. Seven. Seven. All right. Uh, on a six to eight, uh, your magic accomplishes more or less what you intended, but it's off in some way or has some kind of side effect. So, uh, you all open this book and you start channeling your magic into it and you see the sword start to glow and heat up and the sky kind of cracks and these dark lightning bolts uh, of energy sort of lance out of it. We see like blue, 
and red and black flashes of lightning shooting down into the city uh, beneath you. Um, and then, uh, and, and then the swords start to glow red as if they're being heated in a fire. And we see it change from a cherry red to a, to a yellow or, or a, uh, and, and then change to more of a white hot color. And then they start to just pour from the sky, molten metal cascading down into the city all around you uh, Take as a window explodes and we see Martin clad in like a armored suit not a suit of armor as if somebody took like the school uniform and remade it out of steel uh, and he leaps out uh, towards you and he says what have you done uh, I... And what do you do? I feel like I would leap. That's mom. Leaping. Ellery's very excited. <laughs> I feel like I would leap in front of the two of them. And transform. Yeah. Make your transformation roll. Two d six. But is that just the first transformation, or is it everyone? Uh, actually, that's a good point. You probably just transform after that. You don't need to roll each time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you just transform. Now, how do I do battles? Yeah, normally? we can read the because it's battles special. Is yes, same. battles special. Uh, full-on battles happen when characters clash and do not generally count as anyone's turn. However, when magical girls. So we can call a battle scene if we know where the evil resides. Um, as well. Yes. Right, so battles um, where the magical girls band together to fight against a threat, use the battles as written in the first scene. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, you transform. We see your awesome dynamic costume. I transform and I go to parry his attack, I guess. Just stop it altogether. Yeah, you're gonna parry his magic out of the way. Go for it. Sounds like go on the offensive. 2d6. Eight. Eight. Nice. Uh, you managed to score a hit, but a worse for wear. So, uh, in blocking his magic, um, he has, uh, uh, you have put yourself in a dangerous position as you now realise your You've, def- you've leapt towards him, you've clashed with him, and now you're flying past him uh, towards the factory that he erupted out of. Uh, one hit. Who would like to go next? Sure. What have you got? <laughs> um, where, did, where is he ended up? He's in the sky. In the sky. He's like floating. Magically. <laughs> That's not fair. Why can't I float? Maybe I can. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, I transform. Yeah. With my beautiful magic dazzle. Dazzling blackness envelops you. I've forgotten my name. Into a cosmic void prophet me. Yeah, the 
cosmic void prophet arrives. <laughs> or A. Uh, and... So I would like to try. Do you have a void weapon? Draw him back down. To a, of course, with your void powers. With my void powers. Well, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> it's vacuum. <laughs> ah, it's that space mage thing where What's you make. keeping you up? Nothing. It's the space mage thing where you make the distance between two points shorter, even though it <laughs> looks like the exact same distance as it did before. I'm, I'm kind of seeing it as like whatever is keeping him up stops. Oh, yeah, that works up. too. <laughs> yeah, sure. An invisible pillar six. that he's standing on. A six. On a six, uh, you managed to score a hit, but you're worse for wear. Oh, looks like some more hair. Yeah, <laughs> hair on the other side falls uh, out. I've got a mohawk now. Yeah, you've got a mohawk now. Oh, mohawk. Terrible. <laughs> Who would ever want one of those? <laughs> Uh, good hair flick. <laughs> he wants to go next. As he um, slams into the ground and does a superhero landing. Um, I'm gonna uh, jump dramatically into the air and shoot bolts down at him from above, from my palms. Cool. Does this attack have a name? Uh, it's called. Uh, so my name is Dazzling Star Prisoners, and this is gonna be. Uh, the Dazzle Starburst. The um, Dazzle Starburst. Pew pew pew! 2d6? Yeah. Nice. Nine. Uh, you score a hit and leave the enemy off balance so that, they're n- so that the next ally to attack them gets a plus one bonus to their roll. I'm just such a cool uh, magical girl. <laughs> um... Score a hit. Uh, so, oh uh, yeah, you, you like s- to capture him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you've pinned him to the ground under fire. Uh, what do what do you do as he seems to uh, be? Uh, he seems to like reach his hand out towards some of the molten metal that is falling from the sky. And you see it start to stream towards him. He's clearly doing something. I would like to channel my sword and, like, channel my sword. Oh, <laughs> channel your sword sounds fine for anime stuff. That makes sense my, to me. Lift my sword into the air and summon the blood, the, a blood moon and, like, I don't know how to describe this. Like, uh... Have it create some sort of light barrier that's like cuts him off. That works for me. Yeah, that's great. That sounds anime as fuck. Go yeah. for it. 2d6. And the uh, light barrier. Yeah, the lunar light, light barrier. barrier. Uh, it's perfect sense. You channel your sword and you summon the lunar light barrier. Like, lunar light I don't know why barrier. you thought that those things were strange <laughs> in the context of anime. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into the rhythm of Yeah, no, fair. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Yes. Uh, you score a hit and leave the enemy off balance. 
Uh, do, 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 do. It was actually 11. Maybe. Yes, you're correct. It was 11, which is still in the 9 to 11 <laughs> bracket, unfortunately. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, you summon the lunar uh, light prism uh, and he's trapped and we see his uh, arm get severed by one of the that barriers. Didn't mean to do that. One of the barriers. Um, Moon crystal healing. <laughs> one of his things. And as he pulls his arm in, he writhes. And you see the armor sort of fall off of him. And we see the sun drop below the horizon. And all the liquid metal everywhere seems to fade into the distance. Uh, and you got the same score as last time. Uh, you trounce your foe. You have defeated him. And you see your your friend there with something sort of in his spirit. Something corrupting him. Uh, and you see this sort of blackness, uh, this red-black mist sort of ooze out of his nostrils and mouth and form a face in front of his... Uh, it says, you will f- may have stopped me this time, uh, Luna Paladin, but I will have my revenge. Let him go. Oh, he's, yeah, the mist dissipates, and you see a friend laying there, armless. uh, on the ground, armless. Well, I mean, he's got one arm. Certainly missing half of our arm. I'm gonna attempt to do a thing I just thought of, uh, being, uh, having powers of the blood moon. Mm-hmm. I would like to attempt to try and... Make a blood arm? Fuse his arm back on? Yeah, no, sure. Um, one hell of a scar. Make me, make me a, make me a change the world roll. I think that's what that sounds like. Ah. Uh, it's sorcery. Let's Light be honest. Light crystal healing. Here we go. Yeah, two d six. Here we go. Uh, with this, uh, by the way, crystals sort of form like out of like his blood, sort of. Oh, good. I was hoping I would. I was worried I'd have to inject that on my own, but yeah. I'm glad you got there. But yeah, crystals. Cool. Uh, his blood sort of forms into crystals and tr- fuses to. Like, yeah. Is fusing together. That works. Uh, That's cocked. cocked. Yeah. You get a five and a something. Aww, six. Look, six see how it goes. Still a success. Uh, your magic accomplishes more or less what you intended, but it's off in some way or has some kind of side effect. So we see the, see the arm, two bits of the arm are better than no arm. Yes. Fused together. And he has this faint kind of red uh, tan ring almost. Uh, like a He's red... going to get in trouble for having a tattoo. Yeah, on his arm. Uh, and then this little uh, this little moon half-crescent forms on the back of his hand. It's your minion now. <laughs> no, it's his command seal. Friend, minion. Uh, and I think we'll call it there, and that should leave Ellery and I just enough time to get home, because I planned the timing out of this perfectly. Uh, what did you guys think? That's how Magical Fury is meant to go. It's a bit faster. I really like the scenes. That's great. I think they're excellent. I, I, I have fun. <laughs> yeah. 
I think now that we've done a scenes game, it'll be easier to do scenes games in the future. And uh, I think that um, if you're playing this a bit more extended, then um, the ability to chop and change who, like the order in which you do scenes is fabulous. It says that it normally takes three advance the plot, uh, advance the threat actions to reveal that thing, but I'm like, Two is just as good as three. Well, I think it's if, if the threat advances three times without the magical girls seeking it out themselves, mm. then, then it, it just then appears. Then it appears. Yeah, that's but, good. But, um, you were actively there's, there's a lot of investigative things you can do. It's yeah. kind of a ticking time bomb if you don't have any leads. Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming and playing with me again. I, it's, lots of people really love your Magical Fury stuff. Um, they very thoroughly enjoyed that campaign. It's fun. Mm. Play games. Uh, so yeah, we might play. Uh, we've there's a there's a new game by this designer coming out, and we think we might play that. Uh, so that could be a fun thing to do together. Yeah, I'm a bit excited. Yeah, I am also excited. Uh, cool. So uh, thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends. Uh, share this with the designer of Magical Fury. Uh, and uh, let us know what you thought. If you thought there was something we could have done better, if you thought that, if you have any feedback, let us know. Uh, and uh, please uh, check us out on Patreon. Now that Patreon has decided not to destroy its business model for the time being, uh, please go and support us there uh, if you can. Uh, otherwise, sharing this uh, podcast with other people is a super important uh, and valid and awesome way to show your support because people you are valid you are valid for having shared it um because no one's going to find this podcast unless you tell them to check it out um like ads are not effective you sharing it with people is super effective uh and we love all indeed we love all of the support uh that you offer us um be that comments or likes or just giving it a play uh so uh, thank you for that Farewell from the past, I'm Raymond.